Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Grothy. Ohio gozaimas onamai wanandeska. I'm Halls Burkhart. Man, stealing my bet there, buddy. Yeah. It's gimmick infringement. Gimmick infringement. Well, bruh, we would be brought up on charges. So would the fucking sa- the, the sacred icon. Product. They would be. Brought, oh my goodness. They would be brought before a, a federal grand jury for get a bit, bit infringement. Bruh. <laughs> Damn, like, I guess we're like the tool of character drafts where, like, you know, it takes us forever to get the number two. They're like, um, cranking them out. Yeah, yeah. man. Like, back in the day when the Beatles would put out two albums in a year, (laughs) you know what I mean? I see that with the bands I like, and I go, damn, that must be nice. Two albums in a year. Their episode was really good. Uh, They're a lot more cutthroat about it than we are. I gotta say, like they they actively try to steal characters from each other, and <laughs> just that's not in my nature, really. But you know, maybe next next round will be different. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. So, buddy, what are we doing today? What's uh, <clears throat> we completed a game. Yeah, we did together. Yeah, I did it twice. You did it twice. Yeah, we can tell that story. Uh, we're we're gonna talk about Gears of War four the fourth and you're like oh that's weird let me go look in the fucking feed and see gears of war one through three i want to catch up Mm -mm. (laughs) now we're starting with four like george lucas like george lucas we're starting with number four all right (laughs) fuck it fuck it why not yeah in this case i think we're going maybe worst to best you know we'll Mm -hmm, get into mm -hmm, it mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you might be right um so you you might be wondering like why Gears of War four? Well, like the conceit of this show is we kind of talk about what we've been playing, right? You know, we're both busy dudes. Sometimes it takes us a little while to compete complete a monster of a game. The next episode we're gonna be recording a monster of a game. <laughs> so yeah, no kidding. Um, it sort of came about because we were talking about how neither of us had completed Gears of War four. Uh, we remember vaguely certain parts of it because we did play it when it first came out, but I never completed the campaign. Gears of War 4, my memories are, there's not a lot. I, I didn't play a ton of it. I played the, some of the campaign. We played some horde mode because I've got some kind of online ranking of leveled up, but that's it. That's no. It got nowhere near the playtime of any of the three original games. Um, yeah, same. I feel like my experience was pretty much the same, almost to mm-hmm, the letter. Mm-hmm. You know, like a tiny, a dabbled, dabbled in horde mode, maybe a night or two, and uh, didn't get super far in the campaign. <laughs> and um, so uh, we were talking about that, and and like a lot of times, if our buddy Nick or our buddy Jeff don't show up, it's just me, you, and Will hanging out. And we're like, well, let's mm-hmm, think of which something. Is a good time. Yeah. Oh no, no complaints. It's a good time. I'm just saying, like. A lot of the time, it's the three of us. The Nick and Jeff appearances are like a very special episode of Welcome Back, Cotton. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like one of those episodes of Full House when Jesse and the Rippers show up. <laughs> um, but anyways. Um, I think Nick is Nick is more like Kramer 
like in happier times, like you know, before that that guy became like fucking asshole. Um, you know, he's the he's the guy who wouldn't be in necessarily every episode, but he was in a lot of them. Right. And whenever whenever he showed up, the audience lost their mind. Yeah, you know? and we're the audience. Right, we're the audience. <laughs> yeah. sure. So, anyways, we were trying to think of something to play together, and I was like, well, you know what? Let's play Gears of War 4 and 5. The campaigns for those games, not super long. That's something we can knock out, talk about on the show. We've never beat them, so like we can you know, finally say that we, uh, we're up to date on Gears of War, and surely we're going to be able to play three-player co-op there's no there's right, no yeah. way that a modern Gears of War game wouldn't have up to four player co-op for sure. Yeah, cuz re- refresh my memory. Wrong. Gears of Gears of War 3. Mm-hmm. What was the what was the multiplayer situation? I believe that? it was four player co-op in Gears of War 3. Could be wrong. I remember four, 2 was. Four player. 2 was not. 2 was two player, right? Yes. Just like the first one? Yes. I believe. 2 was two player. But the third one I believe one of the selling points for that third one was that it had four-player multiplayer. Just seemed in like not really realistic to me that they would take a step back in that regard, but they mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. It, Gears Four is only two players for some reason. We found that out as we, of course, all install it and yep, load and up together. Massive, you know, <laughs> it's a massive fucking game. For some reason, that game is like ninety-one gigabytes. <laughs> And it takes forever to right. download. And we're sitting there like one night twiddling our dicks going, what percent are you at? And Steve's like, oh, I'm at like 80. And I'm like, oh, cool. Well, mine just finished. And then every time, like peace and love, I love this man, right? You know the love I have for Will Witten. But the night before we were talking and we said, hey, man, before you go to bed, start Gears of War 4 installing on your Xbox. So tomorrow when we get together, it's already good to go. And Will was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll definitely do that. That sounds like a great time. Shows up the next day and he's like, so I forgot to install Gears of War 4. I just started it. <laughs> it happens every time with any game. <laughs> but anyway, love the dude. Love the dude. Um, and yeah, and then we try to start a three-player co-op game. Uh-uh, ain't happening. So basically what ended up happening is I pulled double So duty. you, what happened is you bit the bullet harder than just about anybody i've ever seen it was it was awesome uh you you played through the campaign with both of us separately (laughs) yep and it was real interesting how like because you and i started we played some like two or three nights in a row we played on that first when we first picked it up and then you went out of town right and uh, Will and I started, and we almost got caught up. And then you and I played some more, and then eventually Will and I outpaced you and I and, and beat the game. So, like, at different points of this game, I was like the dude that would be like, hey, watch out over there to the right. This thing's about to happen. Or, hey, go do hey, go do this. You know what I mean? You're Something real cool mm-hmm. is going to happen if you go do this. <clears throat> so, I've played a lot of Gears of War 4 campaign at this point. I mean... Probably more than anybody should play the Gears of War four campaign, but we'll get into that I in a little. So bit. it's like <laughs> of of all the of all the ones you had to do double duty on. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, we'll get into that when we get into the meat, the meat and potatoes of this episode. But uh, we had a few things we wanted to talk about beforehand. You, yeah, yeah. You said you came you came with a bag of bits. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I. I couldn't help but notice listening to um, Blue Harvest this week. You know, you were talking about the the assault on your character, the latest assault on your character by those scallywags at the Bad Motivators. Oh my so, God, the scallywags. You know, we, we, <laughs> we talked about um, last week on the show, we talked about our interesting <laughs> encounter with famous streamer Adriana Cheshik. Although we, we really, was a one-sided encounter. I don't even think she knew we were there, but... Um, Eric Struthers texted me today and he's like, Hey man, couldn't help but notice how quickly you corrected Hawes when he pronounced that last name. And I was like, yeah, as somebody with a hard to pronounce last name myself, I definitely sympathize. And he goes, man, I was hope you totally took all the steam out of my God. You know, a lot about porn joke. <laughs> well, bro, let so me I had just to say, I had to dodge, I had to dodge bullets, man. These guys are, uh, these guys they're are coming, coming for, for us. us. They're coming for our necks. The fucking Blue Harvest High Potion Empire, man. Mm-hmm. Somebody's been playing a little too much Red Dead Online. He's trying to fucking take us down and go to Tahiti. 
Struthra. No, <laughs> no, you watch out, Eric Struthers. Like, it's all fun and games and fake bits, but you just watch out, all right? Next thing you know, I show up on your front door, take a shit on your doorstep, and then, then what are you going to do with yourself, bro? A grown man shitting on your doorstep. You don't recover from that, especially if it's somebody that you know, especially if it's somebody you know that looks like me taking a shit on your doorstep, all right? <laughs> don't make me break out the big guns, the big brown guns, all right? Because I will. <laughs> That's right, Eric Struthers. I was taking shit on you. your doorstep. <laughs> just sees you hightailing it down the street. No, he just sees me in Looking. that fucking center, that that college football center stance. You know what I mean? One hand on the ground, <laughs> fuck about the blue forty two hike it. But nah, man, just just fucking unleashing on his doorstep, and he's like, "Hide the kids! Hide the kids!" <laughs> <laughs> And then how you get out oh, your front man. door, right? What are the options? You just gonna wait for a strong storm to come by and blow it away? That could take weeks. You could hire some guys with dick tattoos to clean it up, maybe. Now that's a job for a dude with a dick tattoo. <laughs> All right, I don't even know. Okay, so yeah, yeah, coming for us, buddy. Speaking of our our new favorite streamer, Adriana Chechik. Did I say that correct? I think so. Okay. Um, we had the hardest core fake out to this week. I was so disappointed. <laughs> right? So, speaking of our buddy Josh from the Sacred Icon Con, uh, 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 podcast, he replied to our episode and he was like, man, I'm loving the story about James Spader and Adriana Chechik. Or something to that effect. And I'm sitting here at work. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm engrossed in my work. You know what I mean? Trying to fucking solve people's problems look down at my phone and I see that he replied and I was like, Oh, that's cool. And I go and look and I see his tweet and above it, it says Adriana Chechik likes a tweet you were mentioned in. And buddy, I was like, I was like that guy that fucking, uh, uh, Nick was making fun of my queen <laughs> <laughs> ready to fall on my sword and shit. You know what I mean? You ready to go out and buy a nice hat. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bud. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know what? I would, I might even try to invent a new style of fucking simp who doesn't wear a fedora, who wears one of those curled fucking cowboy hats. You know what I'm talking about? The cowboy hats oh, yeah. that are curled on either side for some reason, like the like the Brett that Brett Michaels from Poison used to wear yep. kind of shit. Yep, it probably still does. We get it, Brett. You're going bald. You're not fooling anybody. Just rock the dome, all right? Just rock the dome. <laughs> We get it. We know why the bandanas and the fucking curled fucking cowboy hats are in play. Brett Michaels. I think every rose has its thorn. That was the subtext of that song. Everybody thinks it was about a woman, but it was really about his hair yep. leaving him. Yep. His genetic di disposition to, to lose those luscious locks. Um, so, okay. I get super excited. I screenshot it real quick, you know, because I like I have very little free time to do things like this. I send it to Will and Steven. I'm like, holy shit, look what's happened. I even send it to our buddy, Nick. Like, I, like Nick Nick made it real clear that he ain't down for memeing during the week while he's working. He says, he, yeah, I, I glance at it. Give it a sensitive, sensitive, sensible chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So what I do, I break that rule. I have to show Nick. He responds. He's like, she's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited riding on cloud nine, right? Then my fucking mm -hmm. lunch break hits. I grab my phone. I look at it. There's a text from Steve. That's not really her account. We got catfished. It was a fake account. It had 25 followers. Adriana Chester has way more. <laughs> she hangs out. She hangs out with more more people than that on her regular day job. Trust me, I saw it in my research and I wasn't into it. You saying she has way more than twenty six followers is an understatement. That's like saying Elden Ring sold a few copies. Yeah, she's got way more, right? <laughs> during her normal wage, during her normal day job, she hangs out with more than twenty five dudes at one time. I saw it, man. Wasn't into it. Wasn't really into it. Like the streaming thing way better, I think. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. man. It, it, it was highs and lows that day. <laughs> uh, you know what? You want to know a little secret time? Nick will never hear this because he doesn't listen. 
I didn't tell Nick that it wasn't really her. I just let him, you know, believe the the yeah. dream. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Why 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 sully that innocence? <laughs> so I hear you have a you have a bit of a, a, a issue with um a a book publisher that you wanted to raise. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm pretty sure we, we told the story on the podcast about when we when Future Press announced they were putting out their super fancy Elden Ring guides, um, and I nearly wrecked when I saw the mm-hmm. the tweet about it and texted you immediately and et cetera, et cetera. So they had set a release date for the first book of July 29th, which as of this recording was yesterday, 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 Friday, and. <clears throat> no word from them about any sort of change in that so it gets to be like the beginning of the week like mm-hmm. monday i'm i'm, I'm like wonder if that that's ever if that's gonna ship now soon, hold on you know? hold on i gotta tell you guys i gotta bust in just real quickly to tell you for the past two weeks right anytime we were hanging out on xbox you know we'd be hanging we'd be making some real dark jokes mostly at my expense sometimes at nick's if he's around <laughs> um and then inevitably at one point either on friday or saturday steve would go hey halls and i go what's up buddy and he goes our elden ring books are gonna ship soon and i'd be like fuck yeah they are the 29th right yep so my dude was stoked i was also stoked that's right yeah thank you for thank you for that interjection it's true i I talk to to you about all the time you know Mm -hmm. i'm a big fan of their books so tuesday rolls around and i wake up to an email from Amazon and I just see the the pop-up notification there's been a change in your order status mm-hmm. now in my sleep-addled brain at 7:45 in the morning that could mean several things could mean it shipped or it could mean it's release date changed and so I go to check and sure enough they they've delayed it uh, and again, I don't want to come across as being saucy or salty about it being delayed. I get it. It just seems like horrible timing to do it like literally the day before, maybe two days before it was due to ship. I feel like they probably knew this delay was coming before that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. They gotta. Now that that is the bummer to me, right? Like, I'm always the guy who tries to take delays and stride you know um, same same yeah yeah you know um some of them are tough if i'm really excited or something but i always try to think well hopefully it just leads to a better final product at the end of the day you know if it gets delayed but i get something really kick ass in return it's kind of worth it in the end right totally um but to delay it just a couple of days before we're expecting it to ship, that's that's too much, man. That's such a bummer. Yes, and 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 it would have been one thing if they were like, guys, look, we were expecting a shipment of this paper or something. They had some real specific reason that mm. they just got effed over on. I could totally get it, but they just were like, you know, we're just going to delay it. And I know ultimately the product's going to come out. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. It's going to be worth wait. the wait, but just kind of a bummer on the timing. I wish they had let us know a little sooner. That's all. Um, so <clears throat> um, I'm really looking forward to those. And then I wake up the day, whatever day it was. I think it was Tuesday, maybe, that we found out it was delayed. I wake up, right? Mm-hmm. It was. And I look down at my fucking watch. I see I've got an email from Amazon and it's like uh, a change has happened to one of your orders. I don't think anything of it, buddy, because um, that's not uncommon for me and the stupid fucking random Star Wars shit I have pre-ordered on Amazon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. fucking uh, Black Series Boba Fett figure changes release dates a lot. Let me tell you that. Okay. This happened a few times. <laughs> So that's kind of what I was just like, oh, it must be something I pre-ordered. And, you know, I'm half awake too. And then I go outside and uh, I'm fucking around taking my Japanese lesson for the day. And I get a text from you that says, 
they delayed the Elden Ring book. And I was I was like, fuck, is that what it was about? Yep, that's what it was about. I hope um do we have did they say a date or is it just delayed? Uh I think it's just delayed, but it's targeting September now. So it's gonna be at least over a month. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Now, here and here's the thing. Now, maybe From is about to put out like a giant patch for the game because it's been a minute since they patched it. Oh, so you and think there might be about to make some, um, some. It's uh, possible, changes. and they you, and Future Press can't be the the people to announce. Hey, we got to wait because this patch is about to come out. You know what I mean? That is interesting. Um, That's an interesting. So theory. if that. If that happens, and you know, because this could be like one of the last patches that they put through Elden Ring, honestly. Like at this point, they they're probably getting pretty happy with where it is, uh, and maybe one more balance patch, and after that, maybe a much smaller one. And I think they're going to be done patching it. And it's all hands on deck for the DLC. So yeah, could be worth it if if they wait to get the absolute last information in there. So the book is is as up-to-date as possible right right that would be cool that would be cool if that's the reason um speaking of video game books right so you know i hung out with will a couple weeks ago and we did our very belated christmas gift exchange because we haven't seen each other in almost a year at that point and he gave me these really awesome final fantasy books they're called the Final Fanny Final Fantasy Ultimanium Archive, I think. And each book has a few different games in it. Like I think the first volume covers one through six. Volume two covers seven, eight, and nine. And then the last one is ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, and fourteen, maybe. They're so fucking cool, man. They're really cool. Man, I bet the the art in those games is mm-hmm. stunning. So I I bet the book format is is real nice. Those are big books too, like kind of coffee table books. Yeah, like hardcover. They're done by Dark Horse. That's who publishes them. Cool. Interestingly enough, um, they're really they good. Good work, man. I don't know. I'm looking forward to uh, getting a future press book because you have been hyping them oh, up man. from me. And by the time I got into Souls games. It was way too expensive for me to try to get one, right? Like, they're way expensive on the secondary market. Um, And they didn't do one for, like, the Demon Souls remake. So this was my first time to get my hands on them. And, like, there's something about a video game book, man, that just rings my bells, my dude. That really fucking tweaks my spade. It goes back to... (laughs) It goes back to... The days of, you know, going to your EB games or your Babbage's or wherever the fuck you got your new PlayStation 1 RPG, Final Fantasy 7 or any other game you might have picked up. And there was the yep. the strategy guide there, too. Gotta get the strategy mm-hmm. guide. Oh, man, that was the jam, right? Like, mm-hmm. you'd, you'd get the game and the strategy guide at the same time. They put them in that Babbage's bag, those, yep. like, little plastic bags mm-hmm. that they used to have back in the day. And then, that was like, That was, like... A number one for me to get the game and the strategy guide at the same time. Buddy, 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 what a day that was, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and did you always play like the, um, the game of anticipation with that strategy guide where you're like, I'm going to wait a second, but I don't want to, let's see what I get to until I need it. And then once that seal breaks, then you are full on obsessed. (laughs) Like, let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, unless it was like a fighting game, of course, because because the right. fighting games, it's just like let's see how to do moves and combos, bust into that thing on the way home. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah, for something like Resident Evil Two, or you know, like those those strategy guides, I tried to avoid cracking into as much as possible. Right. Right. Um. Yeah, man. Ugh. And then, like you know, God bless the internet, but that sort of goes to the wayside because now. You know, if I can't figure out how to beat a boss in uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, I could just Google that shit. And any number of um, websites have that sort of thing available. So video game strategy guides and books like that aren't as common as they were when we were younger. And, like, 
they you know they didn't even do one for the final fantasy 7 remake that's fucking lame man they could i know i'd have given you like 15 bucks (laughs) i mean it it makes me think of the old final fantasy 7 strategy guide yeah that's that is nice nice thing that strategy guide is what uh, uh ignited my love for video game strategy guide in related books like that's why i got that one see well so the 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 flip side of that is when you do get one nowadays they are way nicer than what we used to have back then they're like hardcover like nice paper like it's something that you're not that embarrassed on having on a bookshelf or something you know what i mean you're trying to impress somebody mm-hmm. you know um agreed yeah and I, that's why i can't wait for you to see these future press books they're absolutely you know gorgeous you could leave them on your coffee table you know they're gonna look great wherever yeah people are gonna be like oh that looks cool yeah i can't wait and they are cool they are cool <laughs> so you know a game that would uh have never received a future press book gears of war four <laughs> me and steve played it and beat it me and will we played it and beat it too um and we're going to talk about it if i i, I cannot imagine a world where someone's listening to this and hasn't played Gears of War 4 and is so concerned about Gears of War 4 spoilers that they're going to turn off the episode. <laughs> but just in case, right? Just to have all bases covered. If you don't want to hear any story spoilers for Gears of War 4, maybe the rest of this episode isn't for you. Come back after you play it, all right? Yeah, it's okay. You're not going to get too many story spoilers from me anyway because the story is kind of forgettable. There's not a lot that I super mm-hmm. remember about it. I'm sure there's big beats we'll talk about. For sure. Certain things, for sure. Yeah, I guess that's true. The ending <laughs> we'll talk about in detail. And yeah, if for some reason you're planning on playing through these games and you don't want it spoiled, we'll see you next week. Yeah. So Gears of War 4 is the first game released by the Coalition. The Coalition is essentially 343 Studios for Gears of War, right? So in the 360 generation and whatnot, you know, you had Bungie finishing up their sort of run of Halo games, and you had Epic, who made the original trilogy of Gears of War games. And then People Can Fly did the one Gears of War spinoff, Gears of War Judgment. So in both cases, what happens is, like, this, this partnership with Microsoft and Epic and Microsoft and Bungie sort of ends... And Microsoft buys the rights to these franchises. So then it's up to them to put together some sort of studio that can continue the legacy of arguably, at least at the time, and some would say even still to this day, kind of the faces of the console, Halo and Gears of War, right? Without a, without a freaking doubt, right. if you ask me, like those right. are the two cornerstones of that franchise. <laughs> so it's a lot to undertake, right? A lot riding on, can this team, this new team, um, continue on the legacy of these. You know, there's definitely been bumps in the road as far as 343 and Halo is um, concerned. I think overall, yeah. they've done a pretty respectable job, though, right? Um, I, I think so, yeah. I think Halo Infinite is probably, you know, the... Well, it's it's tough to say, because I do think the campaign for Halo 4 is pretty good. Um Right, and the multiplayer for Halo 5 is, is pretty good. Right, and, and know, Infinite, so. Infinite is definitely, I think, their strongest offering yet in both regards. The The campaign felt a lot like sort of classic Halo. The multiplayer is real fun, I think. Um, Heck yeah, love it. So they finally got there. And then, you you know, you have the Coalition who's taken over the Gear, Gears of War franchise. Um, I would say their first effort, Gears of War 4, is middling. Like, I'm not going to hate on it. But I will oh, say I'm, I'm going I'm going to hate on it a little bit. Oh, I'm going to Go hate ahead. on it too. Sorry. I don't. I mean, as a whole, right? Like, I'm not going to say, right, right. Oh, this shit is garbage. I'd say it's middling. Um, <laughs> I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. Um, and There's I, things to like. Yeah, and I say this, and this is a little spoiler for an episode coming sometime later. We're in the midst of playing Gears of War Five, and it takes massive leaps forward. So they do start to write the ship a little more with the next release. Yeah, we're going to have a we're going to have lots of good things to say about that game. I think so. I believe. I think so too. But, you know, it it's 
it's their first outing. I think it's respectable for not being, you know, old fucking Cliffy B and shit behind the wheel or whatever. You know, it introduces the new cast instead of, you know, Marcus, Dom, Coltrane, Baird, so on and so forth. It's uh, the main characters are J.D. Phoenix, Marcus's son, Kate, and Dell. Those are your new characters. Well, there's more okay. new characters than that, but that's sort of the 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 central three characters. And this takes place what twenty five years mm-hmm. post Gears of War three. It right? does. So the kids are grown up. Yeah, and um, now we we can we can start with the character design if we if we want to start with start in with a little bit of the hate unless there was something else you wanted to say yeah okay let's just go since we're talking about the new cast of characters it is um the character design leaves a little to be desired i think some of it's strong yeah, i but like okay <sighs> all right so i have one question all right how old is Marcus Phoenix? Because in Gears of War 1, 2, and 3, he seemed like the kind of dude that would be getting AARP emails, right? He was grizzled. He was like a grizzled veteran at the time, you know, yeah. it seemed like. Yeah, I thought he was so, probably like, like say... 85 <laughs> in Gears of War I mean, 1. To, I guess they're they're saying he was maybe his late 20s which is laughable oh uh, i think it's more like you know soldiers live pretty hard lives you know they age probably pretty fast in those days for to be fair but yeah i agree he's definitely seemed older I, uh in those games than i think they're what they're wanting him to be <laughs> i guarantee you there's somebody listening right now who already they bristled at me making that future press wouldn't make a gears of war four book because <laughs> they've got a draft of that book on their fucking notepad on their computer that they've been working on, right? And I bet you that same person here heard us, and they were like, you dumb sons of bitches, he was 32 in Gears of War 1. There's somebody that knows the exact age, right? But, so, I never, I always thought Marcus was an old dude, right? And in some point, between Gears of War 3 and um gears of war four he and anya have a kid and anya dies off screen already i think that's a bad choice i think she was an interesting character from the last couple of games i don't know i don't know man kind it kind of seems weird that like they have this interesting character and then off screen uh marcus knocks her up she has little baby marcus jd phoenix and then bye See that character later. Um, but <laughs> look, I I just want to say I'm no fan. I, I won't say I'm no fan. I'm not a huge fan of the cast of the original Gears of War. I like them. Right. I mean, I mean, like I know there. I know that there's a lot of people out there who love Marcus and Dom, and I think as a whole, like that's a pretty strong group. The four of them: Marcus, Dom, Cole, and uh, Baird. Like I like them all together. That's a cool fucking group. This group they give you in in this game is so much worse, in my opinion, than that group. Like it's just so much worse. The dialogue is terrible well, between these two or between yeah. these guys. The dialogue's real bad in four. I think that is is mainly the thing for me that knocks it down. Like, and this I, I'll say this: Gears of War is not known for like great dialogue. It is the most. No. Especially that first uh, trilogy is the most dude bro fucking big wide guys that look like they're football players chainsawing people in half. Like it's a very fucking bro type game. We're not talking Absolutely. about, <clears throat> you know, the pinnacle of dialogue writing in the original trilogy. Four is worse than that. Um, it's, it's so much worse. It's so I, much worse. It's all the jokes to me. I asked you, I think several times if, if, I was like, dude, if you hear one of these quips that they, they keep throwing out there that you think is decent, decent, not even good, but decent, please tell me because they're all awful to me. Like every yeah. single line pretty much that the comedic relief guy, Dell, was thrown out there was just bad. I hated all their eyebrow rings, Kate's stupid hat. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm getting all the venom out early. I do have good things to say about this game, I promise. But man, the character design was just abysmal to me. I hated it. Yeah, so, (sighs) JD is so boring. 
of a design, right? It, yeah, like, he's just so bland. Like just boring. Yeah. And I think, by the way, we're not going to talk about it much because it's going to get its own episode. I think they even realize that because of what they do with the mm-hmm. characters in the next game. 100% agree. Yep, they figured it out to the to an extent at least it seems so. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, that's the thing like the, the some of the character design is just real boring. I think JD and Dell are both kind of boring character design. You know that like it's kind of a boring character to design when the artist is like, "I don't know, give him an eyebrow ring." You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Kate's going to wear Kate's going to wear this this hat, this brown toboggan the like whole she's time. Meg from Family Guy the entire freaking game. Which uh, when we talk about the story, like the ending, uh, I, I will be talking about that hat again. But uh <laughs> for now, <laughs> it's just it was just I don't understand. It just seemed like some really poor work from the character design team i don't and i don't know what they were of, what they were digging at the time honestly it's kind of confusing because some of the other stuff i think is is a pretty cool design right um stuff we'll talk about a little later as far as some enemies and shit are concerned um i will give them this though they kick it off with a fucking bang the intro um prologue to gears of war 4 is crazy good the rest of it's the really game good. Yeah. has problems where it doesn't even live up to that. And some, like, I, I'll be fair to this game. There are some moments in this game that I think are really good. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The intro, Look, it starts really good and mm-hmm. it ends really good. So you yeah. got that. If, yeah. if nothing else, the middle has some 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 pacing issues. And for sure we'll get into that too but but the beginning what is it that it's like that prologue you don't play as any of the uh, main characters no but any you'll... of the main characters in this so like you're playing through as as like some of the side characters from from the early gear series like lieutenant kim i think is a character in one of them um so it's cool it's like it's three different sort of vignettes that you play that are at different points in the history like the gears of war history so you have like um, the first one, you're not even fighting Locust. It's, you're like fighting a rebellion because you know the whole idea behind Gears of War is that the COG government are not great. In fact, you might even say some of it reminds you of being a Nazi. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like this fascist government, the COG government. That's the whole idea. So you're like your you're COG soldiers um, stomping down this rebellion. Then the next one is real sick. It's on emergence day. So it's the day where the locusts, you know, emerge from the ground and attack for the first time. And it's real crazy. There's a lot of shit going on. Uh, and then the third one basically comes from the the very end of three. You are involved in this giant battle against hordes of locusts while, you know, Marcus and the main characters are off completing the final battle of three. Right. And it's really well done. Like if they had been able oh, to God. even it's amazing, yeah, it's so good. The music's actually pretty good. You know, the moment to moment gameplay is real tight. It's 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 a tutorial also where it's showing you how to play the game, but they do a really good job with that too. I always like to call out if a game has a decent tutorial that you have to play. I think they did a decent way de- decently with that. But then <clears throat> the problem for me comes in immediately after that the first half of this game is not very good to me the first half of this game so yeah so so you i think what you and i have the problem with is the story for the first like 33 percent 40 percent whatever you want to say is like about kind of they're not involved with cog yeah, so jd's group they're 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 kind of in this this like little rebel group called the outs Outsiders, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get what are those things called that we have to carry around okay so in the horde mode so they established pretty early that jd and dell at one point were part of the cog and they defected to join the outsiders mm-hmm. and they kind of make it seem like maybe jd kind of did it because he has a thing for kate right partially and so your first mission is you're sneaking into a cog settlement that's in the middle of being built and you're trying to get a fabricator. That's it, a fabricator. 
and the fabricator it this is where like some it's kind of tough seeing the seams behind everything if this makes sense like the fabricator is a thing that they introduced in gears of war 4 for horde mode there are multiple times in this uh, game like in the campaign where you play a horde mode you play three rounds of horde mode three or four different times in this game and it's not that i love horde mode but it's very obvious right it's very obvious like you're playing horde mode you're even on the map that is available in horde mode you have this fabricator which is this magical fucking device that seems to like it can make anything guns armaments uh turrets turrets traps wire yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um and like I think if you wanted to work a horde mode moment into this campaign, you could have done it a little more delicately because it's real easy to see when it's coming so much so that when at various points where we were, pl- when we were playing, I would go, Oh, we're about to do a horde mode, I think. And sure enough, that's what happened. Yep. And sure enough, the other thing is, so just like any, any company that's going to take over this franchise, they want to put their own spin on it. They want to introduce their own new things. The DBs, which are the enemies you fight for the first 40% of the game or so. I, I hate it. I don't like it. And I like robots. I'm a guy that fucking loves robots. I think their design is all right. Like from a design standpoint, but they didn't nail the introducing the new enemy that you are having to fight. And the whole time I'm fighting them, I'm going, come on, guys. We know we're going to start fighting the Locust. Like, it goes on too long, the parts where you're fighting. Yeah. The, the, the precedent that was set in the earlier Gears of War with the Locust, with the, the combat was just so visceral mm-hmm. and, you know, gory. And that was just part of the, the game to and me, like going time. and fighting. Yeah, like going and fighting robots <clears throat> was just not what I was wanting. Um, like you said, the designs of them, the actual models or whatever are fine. Mm-hmm. I liked how they would enter the ring or the, the area. A lot of the time they would drop in these gigantic, like D12 looking things. There, there are good <laughs> concepts, right? There mm-hmm, are good mm-hmm. concepts behind it, but it's just like, so I even think I'll be honest with you. If it had just been an hour shorter that that you had to fight the robots in the game it probably wouldn't have bored me uh bothered me so much right but it's just Mm -hmm. and and like i said i think the designs are cool as far as new weapons that they introduce along with them i'm i'm be honest with you they didn't nail that part for me either on the new weapon front i'd say it's a mixed bag um some of them i like like i like the um overkill I think that's the the shotgun that kind of fires like twice every trigger press. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That one's pretty good. Um, I don't is really the MBAR like rifle? Yep. Yeah, now I know we get from them. I know you and Will like the MBAR, but I didn't mess with it too much because I didn't really like it. Yeah, I, I like that gun. Okay, um, but I think the enforcer gun, the little submachine gun they use, I'm not a real big fan of that. Um, and the the drop shot is that one of the things they use? The drop shot or is that sh- that's a like a locust weapon that was from three. That locust was cider. Okay. That gun fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, Fuck I can't that stand gun. that gun. I hate shooting that gun. Yes, I hate getting shot by that gun. Fuck that gun. Um. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you know, not a huge fan of those. That introduction. Um, I will say this: like, you know, the meme about Gears of War was especially after the first one um and it's it's not a incorrect meme i'll add was that everything was sort of gray and brown right very gray and brown game this was a game that came out in the era of gray and brown games you know look at your original modern warfare and shit like that that was kind of the aesthetic and you know i remember as two and three were coming out they would be like oh you know this one's way more colorful and you'd see a little bit of it uh the environmental artists that work on Gears of War 4, they kind of fucking pulled it off. It definitely feels more sort of alive and, and different 
to the settings of uh of the original trilogy of gears of war in like a nice way so like being in that that massive cog city that's being assembled by all the robots i think that's a cool setting right i totally agree yeah Yeah. i i think that honestly they did a lot of the heavy lifting uh for the positive parts of this game you know the environments are great and a lot of the places look really good they definitely tried to diversify the color palette for for absolute sure that was well said yeah yeah it was it was fun walking around and just looking at the levels and for the record this game is pretty it's a pretty beautiful game now five wow right but four we should we should mention um four came out on the xbox one Mm -hmm. this version that we're playing was uh xbox series juiced juiced up a bit for the for the for the one x wasn't it the one x yeah and then five is the one that has the series x patch but (laughs) anyways i think it's a pretty good looking game i don't like fighting the robots i I think that part is fucking weak right i do too right and they're they're led by like what is she a counselor for the cog yeah she's like the leader of the cog the president or something her name's jen that's right and like everything else in this game she's like a mixed bag because like her character is just boring as shit mm-hmm. you know like like a lot of the new characters but the way that she's portrayed in the game like she shows up as like a projection on a robot's face which looks kind of cool honestly yeah. and the other bit of business with her is that every time she shows up as this robot she gets killed horribly by right. like something right which i thought was pretty funny too it like was. honestly that was yeah. uh <laughs> it was that was the you know one of the few high points of the story honestly was that so i'll give them a little credit there where it's due um but yeah just it, we were we were ready to get to the back half of this game as quickly as possible I yeah think. and then so you know it progresses you, you know, there something goes wrong with stealing the fabricator you know all the shit goes down Eventually, you get back to the outsider village. They introduce some of the other new characters, like Kate's mom, who seems like she's like the leader of this tribe of villagers. Um, previously, right. haven't we been running around with uh, Kate's uncle? Yep. wasn't he with us the whole time? Yeah, and I, I can't, can't remember, remember his name. name. Um, but has a beard. Yeah, he has a real long beard. He's kind of the shit talker. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Then the the whole story really kicks off. When like at the 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 night after you get back to that village and defend it against the DBs, um, it gets raided by monsters of some sort. I wonder what they could be. Um, and uh, <laughs> Kate's mom and everybody else in the village gets taken, basically. So now it becomes oh well we got to chase down these monsters, figure out what the mystery like the mystery of what they are. Who I can't even say what could they be? It couldn't just be the locust again, could it? Because yeah, because we wouldn't be spending this much time <laughs> fighting lo- robots if we're just going to eventually get to the good shit and fight the locust, right? Surely we're going to at least change the name to something like the swarm, right? Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> so yeah, then it becomes okay. Well now. We're chasing something that's very clearly the locust or locust related, right? You get fucking uh, Marcus on your team, right? Because don't Marcus. they don't they kidnap Kate? They kidnap Kate's grandmother. Is that what no, happens? It's her mom. Are they they? It's her mother. Okay, mm-hmm. that's right. Okay. Um. And so, yeah, and then you go and you go get Marcus, mm-hmm. who's old. Yep, and he's old and he's pissed off and he lives in a big mansion. Then you fight more robots more robots you get past that and then what happens is you do finally start fighting some of these monsters and i will give it to the give them this because peace and love all they did was kind of take the locust and uh you know put a different texture on them for the most part but the new monsters they did introduce i think are pretty fucking strong designs they're annoying to play against but i think the pouncers (laughs) and the snatchers are, are strong designs for new creatures yeah the designs them the designs themselves are not bad you're right though that they're annoying as shit to fight because they have um their weak spots are on their bellies and they very very rarely expose them yeah and <clears throat> the pouncer we got a real good strategy for those dudes like so they're small 
and they jump up on like you know ledges and stuff and they shoot quills at you well if you get too close to one he'll jump on you and then your friends got to come over and rescue you well when your friends rescue you the pouncer lays on its side for like 10 seconds and you just unload on that fool bada bing bada boom you know what i mean uh snatchers on the other hand are real fucking annoying because what they do is they grab you or one of your teammates and pull them up into their belly it looks real gross by the way um and and then they start running away and so basically if when steve and i were playing if one of us got captured by the snatcher it was a countdown to game over if the other person couldn't do enough damage to the snatchers um weak spot to get them to drop the person they captured it's annoying it's annoying yeah did I, we <laughs> I don't think we wiped too many times to that, luckily. No. But it happened a time. Yeah, it definitely can happen. And it's just one of those things where it's not even like that you're, like, if you get captured, it's not even that your teammate is play is not performing well. It's just, it's positioning and stuff. Like, sometimes you can get grabbed by one of those things, and the exit it needs to leave the level and give you the game over is right mm-hmm. where it's standing, and it just goes real fast. Um. I'll say this though. The game does get quite a bit better once you do start fighting the swarm, aka the new locust, right? It definitely Definitely it feels a lot more like gears then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's when I really started to kick into it and have fun. Like since I was playing it twice, I won't lie, when I was having to play those beginning sections over again, I was not super stoked. Yeesh. But once we got to the the locust parts in both playthroughs, uh, I was down to play whenever. I, that's that feels like Gears of War to me, more than fighting those annoying robots. Um, Agreed. I do. I think it gets pretty good there. Now, I I still have a question. Through the entire game, there is at least three people in the party. It never goes below three. Why was it only two player co op? I don't know. I don't know. Yep. Don't understand that one either. Um, I also think that they and then when you look at when you look at Gears of War Five, which does have three players, but somebody has to play as a freaking robot. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that when the time comes, Steve. Hold your horses. But that's a whole that's episode. Right. That's a whole last episode. <laughs> it's a whole. It's a ways off. Um, a ways off at this point. I think some of their big moments are pretty good. Like they definitely do the big spectacle moments. There's one sort of early on where. You're riding the motorcycles and fighting that giant plane that's dropping robots down onto the road. I think that's pretty Mm -hmm. fucking well done and flashy. There's another part where you're escaping from a mine and you're swinging on these giant cables and trying to dodge stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Yeah, they do the big they do the big action set piece mm -hmm. thing pretty good in this one. I will say the cutscenes in this one across the board not great. There's something like just not great. There's there's cutscenes that are meant to be kind of comical. They're not. There's cutscenes that are meant to be serious. They don't really pull it off. I don't know what it is, but there's a the, the cutscenes are bad in four. I know what it is. It's the writing. Well, that doesn't <laughs> the help. Writing either, but is I mean, not good. I I mean down to a technical level of of like the way the cutscenes look and are animated. There's something off about it. I think. See. Um. I, I think some of their sort of puzzly moments, because, you know, Gears of War has always had a slight little puzzle thing going, like very slight, um, especially if you're playing co-op. There's going to be these parts of the games where they separate you two and then you have to sort of help each other from different locations. I think the couple of times they do that in this game, they do a pretty good job with it. Like there's that whole yeah, part. Yeah, fine. Yeah, that whole part where you're in like that factory and you're trying to... Um, turn on the generators to power an elevator. And like, so I was up high covering you while you were going around and turning on the generators. I thought that was pretty good. I do too. And I feel like that the game could have used more of it. Uh, would have been like my only gripe about it. I, but with that said, like that seems like a thing for four people. Yeah. Yeah. Would be real cool. If it hear was me coalition. Yeah, really more people. Um, so, um, I'll be straight. I'll be 100 with you, Steve. I don't really know what the deal is with these new fucking locusts, right? 
like, I don't know, man. Like, if you asked me the 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 front to end story of Gears of War one through three, I don't think I could tell you. You know, um, and in this, the the locusts are back for some reason. They talk about how after the final battle, they they have these giant locust graves underground, right, where they just dump tons of locust bodies. And something about that is, is, is the reason they're back. I don't know. I don't know why, but they are. Thank God they are, too. Because <laughs> if this was a trilogy of fighting robots, we'd be talking about Sonic Generations right now or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> the guy who wrote, who has the draft for the Future Press Gears of War 4 book is uh, screaming right now, this is why they're back, you idiot. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. He definitely knows. He he is he is actually going and amending the uh, the article on the Gears of War wiki just to talk shit about us. It'll be like in in August in August of 2022, two low tier video game podcasters didn't do their homework enough to know why why the locusts were back. And AKA they're not the locust anymore. They're the swarm. They're completely different. They're so different. I mean, you oh okay, so you've got wretches and drones and um. And you got boomers, the big guys. <laughs> they kind of all just look. No, like... no, they're they're juvies now. Juvies oh, and scions. Yes, that's right. Juvies and scions. <laughs> um, I will say this: the added gameplay element of having the scions have that ability to buff all the drones and shit around them and make them tougher. I do think that's kind of neat. I think that's a, a yeah, decent little gameplay because cool. it, it definitely forces you to focus fire on those big guys because you don't want all the other guys to get the, that souped up power or whatever. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah, you, you're fighting locusts. You're trying to figure out the, the source of the locust. Marcus gets captured. You save Marcus. Then it's off to save Kate's mom. Other than what, what, what else happens in this story? I don't know, bro. It's a Gears of War game and a not particularly well-written one, right? All I know is eventually you do one last horde mode, and afterwards, fucking Baird and Cole finally show up with giant Pacific Rim mechs that you get to pilot. Yeah, man. And Baird, Baird looks like Bill Goldberg now from uh, WCW for some 100%. reason. 100%. One hundred percent. But it was good to have those dudes back. Like honestly, God, it was like a breath of fresh air after having to smell the stink of these new characters for <laughs> and ten hours or however long it was. And I'll tell you, like they show up real close. Like you're you're two missions away from you're one full mission and a boss fight away from the end of the game. So they show up pretty late, and immediately like the vibe of the game gets more fun because you still you have Baird and and Coltrane back talking their shit Baird they introduce a new character who is awesome in the final moments of the game they introduce Baird's girlfriend who's like a cog lady that's a pilot she uh, flies helicopters and Baird refuses to let anyone refer to her as his wife he calls her his special lady friend Buddy. It's a great bit of business. It's a great like, little bit of business. This, where was this the, the whole game? Like it's it's so annoying, you know. Like mm-hmm. it's like you've got it in you to do it, mm-hmm. obviously. And then it, yeah, the the electricity in the game just immediately starts crackling again when these guys show up. It it's sure just, does. I don't know. And I gotta say, I'm gonna like I said, I'm gonna be fair when fair is due. The last moments of this game, from the moment you get in the big oh, Pacific Rim mechs is a blast they bring the pretty awesome they bring it home hard with the last two levels of this game because it's not it's not even challenging it's super easy but it's just fucking fun man you're in these big robots you're calling down airstrikes from the helicopter it's all kinds of um uh destructible environments it's like and it looks all really cool and really well um animated and stuff it's just a good time it's a good time. Yeah, it was badass, man. You got this giant gun that you're you're that carrying sh- around with you. That basically shoots giant staples. <laughs> That's what this <laughs> yeah. gun is. It's so weird. <laughs> and, like, they fucking nailed it. Like, they nailed the transition into one of those mechs because the mechs control just like your regular characters. They're, they're a little slower, yep. you know, and, and whatnot. But otherwise, it just controls exactly the same. 
and like they so you're running down the highway and stuff and there's all these like blown up wrecked cars and i discovered that you could kick them and they would like fly up in the air and buddy will and i did that for a good 10 minutes just seeing who who could kick a car the furthest like i don't know (laughs) why but this in section delighted me i mean it was it was a lot of fun it was definitely one of my favorite parts of the game. This, this in the beginning, you know, like I said, it, it, it starts well, ends well. What did you, um, what did you think about the last boss fight against the big giant swarm um, slash locust? Thing? So it was, it was okay. I mean, to be honest, Gears of War has never been like a big boss fight uh-uh. game for me. No, nope. if that makes sense, like like the boss fights are are fine in them, but they're never anything that's gonna like change your life. I think they're usually like find the weak spot, shoot weak spot, uh, and then get close to it and do something cool, basically. And the formula works. Yeah, and I'll but, I'll be honest. This is one of the better ones, I think. If you want me to be completely yeah. honest, if you think about, I can't even remember what the fucking boss fight is at the end of Gears Two, but I remember, was it General Rom or whatever his name is, is the one at the end of one, yep. and then two is the Locust Queen lady. That's like the old, she's old and she's a human, but she's the Locust Queen and she flies around on a giant wasp or something. Yeah, I think this is one of the that better was, final that boss. That was, that was three, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, I would say General Rom is better, but uh only because I felt like General Rom as a character was pretty fucking badass and they they hyped him up throughout that mm-hmm. whole game mm-hmm. and it actually worked. Whereas this thing just well, literally shows up okay. and 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 it's badass, don't get me wrong, but well, okay. Sorry, so, ahead. what I I'm glad you brought this up. They had the opportunity to hype up a character cuz there's this whole big bulky Seems like he's one of the leaders of the swarm. Bad guy. He's the one that shows up. He's the one that helps capture Kate's mom. He's the one who you have this giant boss fight against him riding the back of a brumac, right? Where you're blowing up all those transistors and stuff. But he shows up to kidnap Kate's mom, is never mentioned again until he shows up for the boss fight. And when he showed up, I was like, wait, who? Oh, it's that guy that I forgot about. I'm glad you even mentioned it. Yeah, because I forgot about him completely as well yeah and it was just yeah that was that was definitely a poor job by them they could have done a much better job explaining the swarm side a little better Mm -hmm. um i think but but yeah i think you know i did i did enjoy that last boss fight it was really cool stapling his arms to the ground and and calling in like the airstrikes to the to the weakened spots and stuff like that i think we at the time i i think i mentioned to you i felt like it went on maybe one or two waves too long i think so too i think um but it was still pretty fun and the end of it is very michael bay transformers where you're a giant robot holding the propellers of a uh a helicopter as a weapon um but it's mm-hmm. it's kind of cool so you beat this boss you oh, get it's, the end of the it's game very, right? very cool what did you think of the ending okay so they go for their like gears has had some they go varying degrees of success but they have gone for big emotional moments in mm-hmm. a lot of their games right, right. previous to this and, and number think two about dom's yeah, yeah in two it's dom finding dom's out wife. wife yep and three it's mm-hmm. dom dying it's dom dom himself right and and usually both of those cases i feel like were pulled off pretty well Mm -hmm. and in this one they kind of go for the similar thing where kate finds her her mother Mm -hmm. and she is like kind of integrated into this the swarm kind of hive at this point right like um she's to the point where they can't rescue her basically they have to they it's either leave her there killer basically and they choose to kill her you know set her free that way and and kate pulls like the the action or the the acting is really good should mention laura bailey plays kate and uh i was i figured that out about halfway through the game she plays abby in the last of us for those of you who are wondering yeah and uh i just i nailed it but uh we joked at the end how during this scene she must have been like god finally (laughs) something to something yeah. with actual meat to act yeah. around you know because she does a really great job in this She's scene incredible uh 
It's, but, she's really good, and the scene itself is great. But the Hawes, why the motherfucking hat, bro? Take the Hawes, why the hat? I don't know, man. Hat. I don't know. The hat stays on the entire time. She's she's going through this horrific process of of you know ending her mother's life, and yeah. I just could not stop thinking about the stupid hat. She couldn't take the hat off for this freaking one moment. And then, but uh, if if you forgive my nitpick about the hat. Like it really was a great scene, like yeah. really well done, and, and and props props to the coalition because I've criticized them a lot in this in this episode, but they really did pull that off there. Yeah, and and I would like to add that uh, I do think the cliffhanger ending to this is kind of interesting. So the whole idea is that her mom gives her this amulet that was her grandmother's, and sort of the last scene of the game is Kate looking at this amulet, and it's the locust symbol seemingly implying that Kate's grandmother was that locust queen who was the final boss of Gears 3. I do think that's kind of fascinating, and the way we're seeing that play out in 5, I kind I do think is pretty neat. So, look, if 4 was the step we needed to take to get to what 5 is so far, because I'm really, really enjoying 5 from... Like, every level that of, of the game that we've cr- criticized for 4 is way better in 5 already, and we're only a few hours 100%. in, a couple hours in. Mm-hmm. So... I'm cool with it. I do think, you know, if I were to rank Gears of War 1 through 4, 4 would probably be my least favorite. Right? You know. Yeah, it goes, it goes 2, 1, 3, 4. That's the correct ranking I if think for so. anybody who's asking. I think so. Um, <clears throat> so, we're going to be talking about 5 soon. Hopefully, we can get Will on for that episode since we're playing that 3-player. Um, we we better. I I'm gonna. I'm just gonna be mysteriously unavailable to record until he's available. Okay. For that, that one. So. Okay. Well, <laughs> hey guys, listen. You know what you should do? You should leave us a review on iTunes. We give stuff away. We give gift cards away every twenty reviews. You could win something. I'm basically trying to to buy your review. You know, it's a random drawing, so it's not guaranteed. But you know, you got a shot. Help us out. Leave a review. Follow Steve on Twitter at Stoned Cobra. Follow me at Blue Harvest Pod. Follow the podcast at High Potion Pod. Email us, please. Send us an email because every now and then we want to be lazy and have you guys fucking steer the, the ship for an episode. HighPotionPod at gmail.com, please. And thank you. Do we have anything else? Thanks a lot. I don't, no, no, I think you did great, man. I just want to say I got my eye on you, Struthers. You're not going to get uh, me, man. Uh-uh. I'm do- dodging, your, dodging your jokes like the Matrix, man. Uh-huh. Just remember what I said happened on that front step. And if that ain't enough, I hit you with a folding chair. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.